Let's make 2019 the last year you suffered through bad sleep. Listen to these studies from Harvard and Johns Hopkins. Chronic sleep deprivation has been shown to lead to depression, diabetes, obesity, and cardiovascular disease. We need eight hours of sleep. One of sleep's biggest problems, temperature. Tough to get good sleep if you're too hot or too cold. It's 2020, and now we have the Pod by Eight Sleep. The Pod is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. It was developed by leading sleep researchers after tracking 43 million hours of sleep. It combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. It learns your sleep habits and adjusts the temperature automatically. That means if you like the bed cool, your partner likes the bed warm, now you can have both at the same time in a crazy comfortable bed. For the next week, get $200 off your pod and a free gravity blanket for a total value of $500 only at 8sleep.com slash B-S-I-N. That's E-I-G-H-T sleep.com slash pro. 8sleep.com slash pro. This is Jeff Fidoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Podcast Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in Casey and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I discuss the Chiefs' upcoming playoff matchup against the Houston Texans. Well, Joe, this, mm-hmm. this is exciting. Here we go, playoff starting for the Chiefs. What, what do you think? How do you see this matchup against the Texans? F- finally, we're here after this <laughs> break and this wait, Jeff. It's, uh, I'm sure the city's excited. I'm sure the team is excited to get back out on the field. You know, I know that Coach Reed will have the team ready uh, after this bye week. They're going to be rested. Um, they're going to have had plenty of time to look at the Texans and, and what they do. They've seen them once already. And I think we need to discount. I, I saw something online about how, oh, well, this, this is becoming a rivalry and that they've met X amount of times in the last so many years. But I went back and looked, and the last time these teams have played, other than this season, obviously, which, which everybody's the same, it, it, these are two totally different teams this year than they were the last times they've played besides the season. So I think we can throw anything in the past out about these teams. Um, these are two new teams since the last time they've met other than playing during this regular season. And, I, you know, I think it played out well for us in, in who we match up best against, even though, you know, people are going to say, well, the Chiefs lost to them during the regular season. I think this was, after objectively looking at it, I think this is the best matchup for the Chiefs coming into this week uh, after having analyzed every option and who could have, besides the Titans, who we know we couldn't have played because of their sixth seed, even if, even if everything else worked out. Um, I think this was the best team for the Chiefs to play. Yeah, that, we'll talk about how the Titans would have been a very scary matchup and could be if they see them in the next round. But going back to what you said, that the Chiefs and Texans did play in the regular season. They played on October 13th. It was a 31-24 uh, win by the Texans. Um, and one thing, that, you know, the Chiefs were – a pretty beat up unit at that time. They're a lot healthier now. Mm-hmm. No Chris Jones in that game, no Sammy Watkins, no Eric Fisher. Um, some interesting parts of that game too. Uh, the Texans really won it. And this could be the key, to the playoff game too. The Texans really won it by, with a running game. Uh, they had 192 rushing yards. Carlos Hyde had 116 of them and they ran the ball so well. 
they dominated time of possession almost 40 minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are some things you can glean. I think the Chiefs are a much better team uh, and much healthier than when they last played. As we've talked about, it's hard to beat a team twice. Um, but that running game, I mean, I think that's going to be the key to the game, Joe. It is the absolute key to the game for the Texans or for the Chiefs' success, depending on, you know, obviously how you look at it. We're Chiefs fans, and we're, we're going to take that side, and we're going to say that, that Coach Bagnola is going to have a game plan ready for this team. He's got all of his key pieces in place. Um, he's got, you know, he's going to have everybody healthy. And it's, I mean, look, this is going to sound cliche, but this is a completely different defense mm-hmm. than this was back in October. I mean, come on, this, this defense is peaking at this point. They're playing well together. They've got all the right pieces. Coach Spagnola has flipped the narrative to dictating what offenses are doing versus waiting and being you know, reactive to the offense. He is being proactive, and he is getting after offenses and making them change their game plan. And I, I think he's going to have to do that. The biggest concern when you do that is if they focus everything on the running game and they focus, focus it all on Carlos Hyde, you look at what the Texans did against the Bills, and it was really Deshaun Watson who was their leading rusher. So, you know, whether he plays the spy game and has someone, you know, one of the linebackers spying Watson, you know, how he keeps him from getting outside the pocket and, and making making really big runs. That's, I think, going to be the key to the preparation that Coach Bags does during this week is, is, okay, we stuff him on the run. What does that – where does that leave Deshaun Watson? Because, you know, not only can he run, he can throw the ball too. You know, he's not, he's not a one-dimensional running quarterback. I mean, he spread the field out, uh, you know, against the Bills, you know, pretty dramatically. He had one, two, three, four – I'm counting the stats here – five receivers over 30 yards. So, you know, he knows how to spread the field out, which is, is going to be the interesting thing for, for the defense. That's what's so fun. Uh, this game is so fun for just being a football fan, whether you're a Chiefs mm-hmm. fan or not, because uh, Patrick Mahomes is awesome. I think he's the best young quarterback in the game. I think Deshaun Watson is not far behind. Like that, that play against the Bills that everyone's talking about where the two defenders were bearing down on him, had him dead to rights for a sack, and he got out of it and then threw for the first down basically to win the game. He is so fun to watch and so fantastic and a real winner since his college days. You know, in that Bills game, they were down 16 to nothing. Against the Chiefs uh, in that, that win in October, the Texans were down 17 to three before winning. So he's just a gutty guy. Yeah. I'm excited to just see. I know they're not playing against each other, but it's going to be fun to see Mahomes uh, versus Watson. I think two of the best quarterbacks, period, and also two of the best young quarterbacks. And, just explosive, fun to watch quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, what a difference, you know, five years makes, right? When you look at the the quarterbacks in the yeah. AFC in the playoffs, right? Uh-huh. Alex Smith, Peyton Manning, you know, you look Tom Brady, Brady yeah. right? You look at the remaining quarterbacks in the AFC and, wow, what a difference just several years can make. Um, and you look at this this crop of QBs coming in athletic. Uh, they, 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 they've changed the game with the RPO right? Run pass options, so many more things that are opened up, giving defensive coordinators nightmares, you know, thinking about stopping quarterbacks like Mahomes and Watson. So you're right, Jeff. We, we always joke about that, right? The quarterbacks don't actually play each other. But you know what? You're right. This is going to be a quarterback matchup 
to see which one of them can pull the magic uh, on, on, on Sunday. That said, well, that's the matchup everyone's going to talk about, and we're all excited to see. The guy that I, I think really is the key is Carlos Hyde in the running game. In that, mm-hmm. against the Chiefs in October, that, that was really a revenge game for Carlos Hyde, who was traded away, was with the Chiefs in the preseason, mm-hmm. trade away for Rankin. He played with an edge. He fumbled early, maybe tried to do too much, and he was running really hard. I'm curious how it goes the next time around. Um, what, Joe, what do you see as maybe the key player, key matchup? You're always good at pointing those out uh, in these games the Chiefs play. Well, I think, you know, I think um, for, for us, I, I think it's the way that our offensive line plays. I, I, I don't want to put it all on the offensive line, but they're going to have to establish the line of scrimmage with the running game. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to, um, you know, the key matchups all across the front because we're going to need every yard we can get on the ground to free up the playbook for Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid, right, for, for the coaches. They're, go- they're mm-hmm. going to have to be able to have the whole playbook at their disposal because if they can do that, they can keep Deshaun Watson, they can keep Carlos Hyde, they can keep them all off the field, DeAndre Hopkins, right, all those threats. And the more we can control the game, and, you know, I, I think the worst thing that could happen – well, it's not the worst thing, but – because if you're scoring, that's a good thing. But, you know, something that could actually work in the Chiefs, uh, not in their favor, is if they just keep scoring bang, bang, bang fast. Because, mm-hmm. you know, while it's great to move the ball quickly, you know, you see that happen, you know, at the end of games, right? You see that clock management where teams are like, all right, do we want to score with a minute 55 left or do we want to try to milk the clock? But, you, you know, you want to score, right? You, mm-hmm. you don't want to not score. And when you score quickly, you give, you give a quarterback like Deshaun Watson a little bit of time and bam, 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 he's down the field. And, you know, I don't – with the level of the running game, which I think goes a little bit in the Texans' favor, just being honest, mm-hmm. I, I think they have a little bit of an advantage in the running game than, than the Chiefs do right now. We want to keep them off the field. So to answer your question very long-windedly, I think the key matchup is how well the offensive line for the Chiefs can control the line of scrimmage and we can get back to three, like we've talked about before, three or four yards a pop, give Patrick Mahomes those third and fours, third and twos, second and six, you know, and, and I think that that is to me the key to the game is offensive line establishing them. Make it a more methodical game. Along yeah. that line of scrimmage, is there a particularly like, is there a, one particular matchup well, you think well, is really key? One lineman <laughs> or one? J.J. <laughs> Watt. Yeah. You know, wherever J.J. Watt is lined up. You know, I think he can be, you know, he can be a disruptor. Um, I think how, it's how do you think he looked, Joe? With you know, he came back. This is amazing to come back from a torn mm-hmm. pec month. Like he even played. This is how late in the season he suffered that injury. He played against the Chiefs in that previous matchup, so he suffered that injury after that, and he's already back in January. Uh, how, how did you think? Uh, I know we were texting back and forth between during the Texans Bills game. How do you think Watt looked in that game? I, I thought he looked really good. I, I think he's. I, look, he's not. He's obviously not back to his his 100% self. I mean, you know, it, it takes, it takes a long time to, you know, to, to come back from something like that. Um, you know, but, but they're, they're big in the middle too. You know, they, uh-huh. they run a, you know, they run that more of a, it's more of a, you know, obviously a three, four defense. So, you know, they're going to rely on, you know, DJ reader to, to clog up the middle. He's a big nose guard. 
Um, you know, it's a little bit of a different mentality when you run a three, four, and it puts a lot of pressure on those defensive ends to, uh, to, to contain, you know, they're going to have to play a lot of contain. So it could take JJ Watt out if, if, if they run the right plays at the right time, it could take JJ Watt out of the game. Because when you're playing a 3-4 and your defensive ends are, are responsible for containment and you've got sort of those gaps in the middle, um, you know, you can't, you know, J.J. Watt can't be diving in and, and making mm-hmm. plays on the dives or the off tackle. So I think, um, I think that, that, that sort of J.J. Watt matchup, wherever, he, wherever they line him up, um, is, is, going to be, is going to be critical. You know, so keep your eyes on J.J. Watt and how disruptive he is. Joe, did you ever suffer a pectoral injury or like have any teammates along the way that, you know, college pros that suffered something like that? You know, it's funny you should mention that, Jeff. Um, actually, when we were in Kansas City, a lot of players are going to remember the great number 34, Lloyd Burris. Sure. Uh, Lloyd Burris was a, was a fantastic veteran. Uh, you know, he was, a, he was a seasoned leader by the time I had gotten to the Chiefs in 1991. He was part of that four-person, all-pro, you know, defensive backfield mm-hmm. with Deron Cherry um, and Albert Lewis, and then Dale Carter comes along, right? So he's got, got all these fantastic, you know, all-pros back there. And we were in the weight room once, and, and we were, uh, you know, it was like an upper body day, uh-huh. and Lloyd tore his pectoral muscle doing the bench press. Uh-huh. I had never seen an injury like that, to be honest. I'd seen some pretty bad injuries. I'd seen some knees get pretty wound up and uh-huh. I'd seen some pulled muscles and things like that. I'd seen some broken bones, saw some bones come through some, some skin, uh-huh. uh, different things on the field. Um, never had I seen anything like that where what happens is when you tear your pectoral muscle, it, it, it's like, you know, I'm going to use the analogy of a window shade, right? And you pull window shade down and then you and you let it go up mm-hmm. and it just all bundles up at the top. Well, that's what happens to your pectoral muscle. It just, it tears and then it just all balls up in the lower part of your chest. So you end up with this giant ball of muscle in the bottom of your chest. So they kind of reattach it. Mm-hmm. It, it was, it was a dramatic injury to see. Uh, it was one that I think Lloyd would probably, where he came back from, but you're, you know, when you're the size of, of a JJ Watt, you're, it's never, let's be honest, you're never going to be the same, right? When you've got to reattach a tendon mm-hmm. and a muscle that's that large, you know, it's one of your larger muscle groups, uh, the pectoral muscle, uh, and you're using it every single day, you know, to push off. Um, I, I'm, I'm amazed, you know, talk about toughness, um, but it's not, it's not a fun injury. Trust me. I mean, not that any injury is fun. Right. And just so amazing that he could come back in such a short time for what's usually a season-ending injury yeah, when yeah. you suffer it that late in the season, especially. Yeah, it took Lloyd all the way till the next season to get back. Well, Joe, Christmas has come and gone, but the Super Bowl is quickly approaching. We've seen just what our teams are capable of this season, and now it's time to get your last bets in before the Super Bowl. Will the Chiefs make it there? Will the Ravens be able to get it done? Will Brady and the Patriots get themselves another ring? That we know is not going to happen. But I bet you have another feeling. Head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted in the industry. If you're looking for a sports book to make some best for the bowl games, MyBookie is where you want to go. Football not your thing? No worries. MyBookie's got it all from the NBA to the Premier League. We've got the fastest payouts, best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. You can even pull your best together for a bigger payout. Let's say you got a couple of big favorites this week. 
parlay wagers let you bet multiple games together, and if they all come through, you win big. My bookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any sp- other sports book around. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV to get your extra cash from my bookie. Bet, win, get paid. Uh, Joe, we talked about how one of the keys to the game is you really think is that line of scrimmage and, and the yeah. running game. You know, that's something that's really been a key in the playoffs so far. Look at the teams that advanced, especially the upsets. The Titans coming through, Derrick Henry having a monster game. Uh, the Vikings kind of controlling the game with uh, Dalvin Cook. Is this I, – I really like how the Chiefs are playing, but is, is this a, a concern uh, for you as, as – you know, that's been kind of such a factor in the playoffs. It, it always is, Jeff. Um, it, it, it always seems to come down to, you know, the way teams run the ball. Um, I think it obviously destroyed the Patriots. Uh, Derrick Henry was, was a beast um, out there. Uh, you know, I look at what the Seahawks were able to do against the Eagles. They, they couldn't get a whole – whole lot going running the ball. I mean, obviously we're moving away from the AFC, but just talking about that philosophy mm-hmm. in general, right. um, you know, the way the Texans were able to control the line of scrimmage uh, to sh- and spread it around Deshaun Watson's running, uh, you know, Hyde's running. And, and you, like you said, the, the Vikings were able to, to do it on the ground. You know, I, every team that's been successful, I mean, the Ravens, the 49ers, I mean, you know, everybody has been able to run the ball. Even in their heyday, you know, if you look the 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 Patriots when they were really, you know, dominating, right, and looks like that dynasty may or may not be over. That's up, up to the fans to decide and up for the team to decide. But, um, you know, they they actually, when you go back and look at the statistics – you know, yeah, Brady, Brady, Brady accuracy and those great receivers and Gronkowski, but it was really the running game that that allowed them to be able to control the ball, control the line of scrimmage, and and get Brady into those situations where he didn't have to throw deep, right? We we talked a little bit about it earlier. There's nothing like a second and six or second and five to open up a playbook for a coach. You know, nobody wants no offensive coordinator wants to be third and eight. You know, no offensive coordinator, quite frankly, wants to be second and eight because it just puts them in a situation where you don't, don't know what you're going to do with the ball. And, and the more you can pound and pound and pound, control the clock, keep the other offense off the field, you know, the better chance you're going to win. So, yeah, I mean, that, that rushing game is, is going to be extremely important for the Chiefs to slow down, stop, get Patrick Mahomes back out on the field, and then do, do exactly what we're saying is control the line. And I think it's, you know, with, with DJ Reader, he's a big dude, man. He's 6'3", he's 350 pounds. He's like a biscuit away from 350. <laughs> and, and, you know, the guys are going to have their hands full. You know, uh, Austin Ryder and, and Andrew Wiley and LDT. I mean, or, or if it's Wisniewski, you know, whoever, whoever those three in the middle are, they're going to have their hands full with that nose guard. He's a big man, and he controls the line of scrimmage. So, um, you know, I think um, – I think that's that's where you know if you're going to watch if you're going to watch early on in the game, everybody wants to watch Patrick right gets the ball and they want to see the they want to see the Tyreek Hill speed and they want to see you know Shady you know breaking the long runs. Watch that matchup right there and right at the heart at the snap of the ball because that's where the game is really you know going to be won, especially if you know they 
you, you, you try to flush Patrick out and the next thing you know, you know, JJ Watts waiting for him on the edge. So, cause we know, you know, Patrick does like to go to his right. So it's going to be interesting to see. And I'm really glad you mentioned DJ reader because he's kind of, uh, he, he played great in that first contest and you ever, you know, everyone's going to talk about Watt during the telecast because of his injury and because mm-hmm. he's JJ Watt, a three time defensive player of the year uh, winner. And you'll hear about Whitney, Merciless people know who he is. Yeah. Well, first he, of all, his name, Jeff. Come on. And guys, right. Yeah. When you have a name like yeah. that, he's a defensive best. stud, and his name is Merciless. Come on. Even <laughs> right. Like, what a perfect football name for a pass joking rusher. about that. She goes, "How did that guy? How wasn't he not destined to be an NFL football player?" Right. <laughs> and he clearly was. I mean, he's 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 a stud. But yeah. DJ Reader is kind of the underrated guy. I, I feel he's really not that well known, but he's a really good player who really gave the Chiefs fits. Um, during their meeting in October. So that's, that's definitely uh, a matchup to watch. Well, it's 2020, and you know what that means. New year, new me, new balls. Man, listen up. Harry is so 2019. If you are going to pick any New Year's resolution this year, let it be t- take care of your junk. Manscaped is making it easy with their grooming products. That's why Manscaped has re- redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology so this trimmer won't nick or snag you. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's just dirty. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BLEAV at manscaped.com. Start the new year off the right way by using the best tools for the job. Balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BLEAV at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code BLEAV. Joe, so what are your predictions for this game? We've gone through some of the match- matchups, things uh, fans should watch. Uh, what, what's your prediction of who advances, maybe a score, and kind of how it, what ensues? Well, Jeff, both teams obviously can score, and both teams are, you know, uh, they're, they're, they're not short of, of the way that the, you know, that the Texans ground the ball out a little bit on us in that first game. Again, we were battered. I don't think we had the right – game plan in place mm-hmm. at that time given the personnel that was out there without Chris Jones um, you know I, I think this is going to be a game where they you know these teams are both middle to big play teams right so there's going to be a lot of I think exciting plays I think there's going to be a lot of big plays I don't know if there'll be you know the 90 yard 80 yard 70 yard you know monster plays but I think this is going to be a game from uh, that's going to be you know, the, the eight yard to say 15 to 20 yard play. And that's where the teams are going to find their biggest success. Um, and, and it's who basically has less of those. Cause I think they're, they're going to happen for both teams. So the chiefs fans are going to have to be patient in, in when you watch the way that the Texans are playing. And then, you know, we all know the way the chiefs are playing, they're playing in that middle range. Right. And that's the way that, that they've been winning games. Um, so, don't get discouraged if, you know, Watson makes 8, 10, 12, 15 yards a clip. You know, we got to get into a sort of a bend-don't-break. It's going to be a bend-don't-break kind of a game. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the, the game plan for the Chiefs of getting after uh, Watson, uh, slowing down the run game with their improved 
defense and the way that they've been playing. I think I think the Chiefs come out of this. I I think it's a ten point game. I think it's going to be a little higher scoring than people might think. I think it might be, you know, a 30 to 20 type game could go into the 35, 25 range, you know, uh, 35, 28, uh, something like that, where there's a lot of touchdowns scored. Um, and, and I think it's going to be that, that, that game is going to, teams are going to end up in the red zone a lot. And it's going to be what we do in the red zone. Cause I, I think this game is, uh, teams are going to get out of the middle of the field pretty quickly. And you know how it changes when teams get in the red zone. It gets really tough down there. And, and the team that's the most successful in the red zone is going to be the one that wins. That 10-point margin that you, you uh, kind of, for your prediction, is also what Vegas is predicting about. That's, that's mm-hmm. kind of what, what's been uh, trending. And I, I do like this matchup for the Chiefs. I think out, out of all the teams that could have played, I actually think the Bills might have been a little bit tougher with the, the way their secondary is and stuff. The Texans have been allowing a lot of pass yards uh, all year and really struggle in that department. So I think it's a favorable matchup mm-hmm. for the Chiefs. That said, um, Deshaun Watson is, again, he's really impressed me all year and really against the Bills when nothing was going right to come back 16 yeah. nothing, make some spectacular plays. He is not going to go down without a fight. I think he's going to make it a challenge. So I, I, I see the Chiefs winning. I, I think it's actually going to be under that 10-point margin. Like I think like a five-point margin with a decent amount of uh, scoring. But I, I'd be very surprised if the uh, Chiefs don't advance. But uh, Deshaun's not going to make it easy on them. Yeah, and I think one thing to add to it, Jeff, you're absolutely right. I agree with every point you've made. I, 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 think, I think one thing that's a very promising point about the way that the Chiefs offense is going to play against this team is Patrick Mahomes is not Josh Allen. And when I watched, I watched a lot of that uh-huh. game. And, you know, he's like, I think we even mentioned this before. Like Josh Allen, the reason why we were maybe hoping for the Bills a little bit is that we felt like Josh Allen isn't ready. Mm-hmm. And I still don't think he is after watching that game. Um, look, he's going to be a great quarterback. He's fantastic, you know. But when you it's get to big this. big mistakes that he made yeah, too. And, and, and so for the fact that he took, the Texans, you know, he took them, took it that deep on them. Um, I think he's not Patrick Mahomes and right. Patrick Mahomes is not him. And I think, I think Patrick could, could expose their defense uh, pretty quickly. Um, if, if he, if he gets into the right groove. I, I totally agree. And they have kind of a, a lot of new parts in that secondary. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember Conley from the Raiders, former first-round pick. Another guy, uh, Vernon Hargraves, was a first-round pick with the Bucks, mm-hmm. uh, And he did like Conley, didn't really pan out. So they have – it's kind of they've scotch-taped that secondary yeah. together a little bit. And I, I, Mahomes probably is going to pick them apart. Yeah, and that's why that's, it's going to happen in that 8- to 20-yard range. Because you know the Chiefs aren't a ground out team, right? They're not a they're not a four yards in a cloud of dust. They're they're that middle range. I mean, you know, they'll make the big plays, they'll get the the big passes. But I think they're gonna they're gonna crush the Texans in that in that eight yard to to twenty yard range. But it's a new age, you know. You have Mahomes versus Watson, perhaps Lamar Jackson looming in the next round. Mm. Noble brain. This I mean, this is fun. This is this to see these exciting quarterbacks. I mean, just enjoy it, Chiefs fans. This is really a, this is really special. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you 100%. Well, if you enjoyed this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back next week.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.